Okay, you ready for a sermon? A brief one? I've got a friend who I play golf with. Uh, he's a retired guy. I play golf with on a Monday, so it's with all older retired gentlemen. And uh, anyway, he goes to a Catholic church. And the other day he was saying to me, oh, the priest, because he goes on a Saturday night, I think he goes, oh, the priest on Saturday night went on and on. He always preaches for so long. It must have been almost 15 minutes. Um, <laughs> And then he said to me, and he was like deadpan, this is what he believed, he said, I think five minutes, that's all you need for a sermon, anything longer is frivolous. Um, so anyway, let's get into, I've got five minutes, so let's get into um, Romans 16, and uh, we're going to read through the last chapter of Romans, I think I've made that too small, you probably can't see that. If you can't see that, open up in your Bible or on your phone if you've got the app uh, to Romans 16, we'll read through the whole lot. And then I'll briefly preach on it. Um, And I'll probably need a Bible myself. Okay. It's exciting when you get to the end of something and you've been journeying through it. Who's excited? (laughs) I'm excited. (laughs) All right, here we go. Romans 16. I commend to you our sister Phoebe a deacon of the church in Sencria. I ask you to receive her in the Lord in a way worthy of his people and to give her any help she may need from you, for she has been the benefactor of many people, including me. Greet Priscilla and Aquila, my co-workers in Christ Jesus. They risked their lives for me. Not only I, but the churches of the Gentiles are grateful to them. Greet also the church that meets at their house. Greet my dear friend, Apentus, who was the first convert to Christ in the province of Asia. Greet Mary, who worked very hard for you. Greet Adronicus and Junia, my fellow Jews who have been in prison with me. They are outstanding among the apostles, and they were in Christ before I was. Greet Ampliatus, my dear friend in the Lord. Greet Urbanus, our co-worker in Christ, and my dear friend, Statius. Greet Apellus, whose fidelity to Christ has stood the test. Greet those who belong to the household of Aristobulus. Greet Herodian, my fellow Jew. Greet those in the household of uh, Narcissus, somewhat narcissistic, no, um, who are in the Lord. Greet Trophina and Tryphosa those women who work hard in the Lord. Greet my dear friend, Persis, another woman who has worked very hard in the Lord. Greet Rufus, chosen in the Lord, and his mother, who has been a mother to me too. Greet uh, Asyncritus, Phlegon, Hermes, Patrobas, and Hermas, and the other brothers and sisters with them. Greet Philologus, <laughs> that's a tough one, Julia, Nereus and his sister and Olympus and all the Lord's people who are with them. Greet one another with a holy kiss. All the churches of Christ send greetings. I urge you, brothers and sisters, to watch out for those who cause divisions and put obstacles in your way that are contrary to the teaching you have received. Keep away from them. For such people are not serving our Lord Christ but their own appetites. By smooth talk and flattery, they deceive the minds of naive people. 
Everyone has heard of your obedience, so I rejoice because of you. But I want you to be wise about what is good and innocent about what is evil. The God of peace will soon crush Satan under your feet. The grace of our Lord Jesus be with you. Timothy, my co-worker, sends his greeting to you, as do Lucius, Jason, and Sosipater, uh, my fellow Jews. And then I love this bit. I, Tertius, who wrote down this letter, greet you in the Lord. Because um, Paul didn't write it, he's, he's uh, uh, speaking it out. And Tertius, he just gets his little moment in the sun. Uh, Gaius, whose hospitality I and the whole church here enjoy, sends you his greetings. Erastus, who is the city's director of public works, and our brother Quartus, sends you their greetings. Now to him, who is able to establish you in accordance with my gospel, the message I proclaim about Jesus Christ, in keeping with the revelation of the mystery hidden for long ages past, but now revealed and made known through the prophetic writings by the command of the eternal God, so that all the Gentiles might come to the obedience that comes from faith. To the only wise God, be glory forever through Jesus Christ. Amen. But I haven't preached yet, I've just read it. Thank you. Here's the message, really briefly. I'll start with a story and then I'm going to summarize this. Firstly, to say that every part of God's Word is useful for teaching. And there's so much in this that you could draw from. You could draw from the part that's advice about people who want to cause trouble in the church. You could draw a message from the final benediction. But I think the greetings are the bit that, I, that stood out to me as I, as I wrote. I think there's something very powerful in all these greetings. And I'm going to summarize it through one slide and one story. The story goes like this. Two years ago, I took part in our paintballing men's event. Hands up if you're at the paintballing men's event. Two, four, five, six, okay. Uh, so first, the first game of the paintballing event was a, uh, there was two teams, but it was the last man standing is the winner, okay? And I'd never done paintballing, and I was a little scared. Uh, I'd heard that the paintballs can hurt. They can cause welts. You know, if you get one on your finger or in the gap with, with the side of the neck, all these possibilities I was thinking of as we started the game. So there was all these barrels and there was two teams and you could be right near the front or in the middle and the back. So guess where I chose to be? <laughs> right at the back. And I just kind of sat behind the barrel and then I tried to shoot and I realized my, my gun didn't work so I had to get help. And all this time there's, there's gun, bullets firing back and forth, paintballs and... By the time I got my gun back and it was working, I looked across and I realised half the people were already out. And I realised that the, the game was, he who finishes and isn't, it survives is the winner. So I realised that if I just sat behind my barrel, <laughs> I've got this. So I just, you know, jumped, you know I, I just kept my eye out and fired a few little bullets. I was also saving my paintballs, which was uh, financially efficient. Um, <laughs> So we got to the end of the game, and guess what? I was the winner. And not only was, was I the winner, like, people were actually saying to me, oh, well done, you did really well. And, and, I, uh, and, then, and then the next game uh, was all the other games were about capturing the flag or taking ground, taking a fort. And I realized that I, I had two choices. I could sit back all day 
and stay safe and, and not take a hit. And in the end, it would be boring. Not only that, but my role was to, to help my team in all the other games. And it strikes me that Romans 16 is a picture of two choices that you can live as a Christian. One is that you can choose to stay safe. You can make it about yourself and you can end up with a stagnant faith. But what Paul is doing here is not merely saying g'day to his friends. He's not merely sending greetings. He's commending person after person for making the alternate choice, which is a choice to share in God's mission, to live sacrificially and to serve faithfully. You go through this list and he's, he's saying, uh, the, what, what he says about some of these people is wonderful, incredible things. When we read Paul's missionary journeys and we, and we, cause it's all focused on Paul and what he's doing and, and his teaching, you might think Paul's really interested in theology. You might think it's, it's all about what Paul was doing. But when you read these greetings, you discover Paul was one person in a huge church that were on mission together. And without all these other people, Paul really could do nothing. In fact, the gospel was complete, the, the, the spread of uh, God's work through reaching the Gentiles was completely dependent on all these people joining together and standing up and advancing forward for the cause of Christ. Have a listen to some of these things that some of these people did. Priscilla and Aquila risked their lives for Paul. They risked their lives for him. That's pretty incredible. I haven't risked my life for another Christian before, but these people risked their lives for Paul. Uh, there are many women referenced in this passage. That's one of the interesting things that stands out. It's not a list of blokes. It's a list of men and women and all are serving. So there's, uh, there's Mary who worked very hard. And then there's Adronicus and Junior. And what have they been? In prison with Paul. They've been willing to go to prison with Paul for the, for the sake of their faith. Uh, there's Apelles who's Fidelity has stood the test of time. It goes into more people, women who worked very hard in the Lord. Uh, Persis, a, another woman who's worked very hard in the Lord. Then there's Rufus's mother, who it says has been a mother to me too. I love that. Her role was to be a mother to Paul. And then we go into others who have worked very hard and it continues on. And um, he's just commending all these people. And so it strikes me that, that we have two choices. And we have two choices. The choice is you can make your faith centered on yourself. And so much of Christianity, because so much of society today says, make it about you. We live in a consumeristic world which says the value of something is dependent upon how much you benefit from it and how much you gain from it. Uh, and so you can make a faith that centers around you. God exists to sort of provide for you, make, make life safe and happy for you, and, and you're kind of at the centre. But we're not at the centre, are we, really? God is at the centre. And, and so instead, the choice is to share in God's mission. Uh, one of my uh, friends, he pastors a church in Melbourne, uh, Dale Stevenson, she pastors Crossway Baptist, he, he's come up with this phrase, which I love, and he, he calls it, the mission of God in the hands of ordinary people. 
That's what life's about. The mission of the mission of God in the hands of ordinary people. And this list of people, it's not about Paul the great apostle doing all the ministry. We discover that the mission of God is in the hands of ordinary people. And so it is today. Just the same. And it doesn't matter how old you are or how young you are. It doesn't matter how gifted you perceive yourself to be or how lacking gifts and talents you appear to be. It doesn't matter whether you're an upfront person or a behind-the-scenes person. doesn't matter whether you're a leader or you're someone who, who just plays a supporting part. It doesn't matter whether you, you serve in the church or for some other organisation or just seek to bless people beyond that. The question is, are you choosing to share in God's mission? Or are you centering faith around self? Secondly, are you living sacrificially? Is there a cost? Or are you playing it safe? Are you hiding behind the barrel or are you rising up and charging the front lines? We, we in our paintballing game, we needed someone to be the, the um, what's the term when someone runs off and they draw attention so others can go? A decoy. We needed a decoy. I didn't volunteer for the decoy role. I was rising up but at a slower pace. But yeah, one of our guys, he's like, I'll be the decoy. And we were charging at a double-decker bus that had about 10 people in it, all with their guns. He, he charged. He must have got 30 paintballs covering him, right? But he was choosing to live sacrificially for the cause of our mission. These people risked their lives. These people went to prison. These people worked very hard for the cause of the gospel. Live sacrificially. And the third one, or you can live safe. And the third one is to serve faithfully. Uh, or I think the alternative of doing this is that the word that came to me was stagnant. So often if you, if you live safely and you live self-centered faith, you discover that your faith is stagnant and then people go, why is my faith stagnant? Those who share in God's mission, who live sacrificially and serve faithfully, rarely discover that their faith is stagnant. Because faith grows, really, while I preach sermons and while I encourage people to study God's Word and read books and listen to podcasts and all of that is helpful, faith really grows, grows in the crucible of serving. We've made learning a case of you learn by reading or listening, but actually you learn so much more by in the, in the process of serving. So I'm going to ask the band to come up. Because that's all I really want to say this morning from Romans 16 is that in the end, uh, you know, we all have a choice of how we live out our faith. And uh, if someone was writing a letter to our church, uh, I don't know, if I wrote a letter back to our church sometime after I conclude my ministry to this church, I'd love to write and say, you know, Craig and Kathy, I remember that time when you put in a huge amount of work to make Alpha happen so that people that didn't know Jesus could come across. And I could say, uh, I could say, Rod, I thank you for doing the dishes every single Sunday after church. Well, I want to honour you for that, the way you did that faithfully. I could say to the guys who are in the car park and those who made coffee and those who just did all sorts of roles of ministry and those who encouraged others, and those who just spoke a word 
into the lives of our children. And those who rocked up on a Friday night to youth group. And those who just put themselves out there to play a part in the mission of God in some way. Try it and say, not just like, I send my greetings to you. Uh, Pass on a hello to this person. But to say, thank you for the way you have given your time and shared in the mission of the cause of Christ. Amen. Let's worship God as we sing our last song. You've been listening to a sermon from Hills Baptist Church. To find out more or to hear other great content, find us at hillsbaptist.com or on your podcast app.